We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky, and I am here with Boss Level 8. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. Thank you yes. for having me in your home. Of and, course. Uh, we are very awkwardly sitting in our living room right now, <laughs> kind of like staring at each other in the eyes from across a table and a couch. Yes. Yeah. How <laughs> all good conversations begin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Boss Level 8, if you don't know, is... A combination of these two uh, wonderful voices and they do a lot of uh, comedy videos online and they have a series called critique the critic where they critique the reviews of movies and other things well because- critique's a strong word <laughs> i would say yeah i would say we just make fun of movie critics and people and who say stupid things about movies roasting them or i don't know yeah it's yeah like, we just look for we just look for the stupid things they say yeah, yeah. and and just go with it yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I and because of that, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about movie critics, just uh, as a whole, because I feel like uh, back in the day, back in my day, um, movie critics kind of uh, were like a bigger deal. I remember, do you guys remember the show The Critic? Mm-hmm. Um, that was The Critic was solely based around like movie critics and like how prevalent they were, um, and I feel like nowadays we don't have like uh, the Cisco and Eberts. That were kind of like this highly well, even, esteemed. Even prior to having the critics do their thing on television, mm-hmm. you had publications. Right. And so because there's like publications kind of disappearing mm-hmm. and now it, now you want someone to click on what you're talking about. Before, they knew they were going to read the paper and they were going to check the movie review. Right. So they could write... Well, there's a lot less as well. And there's a, and there was a lot less, but the, but they didn't have to. Yeah, so it wasn't right. flooded. They knew you were going to check the newspaper to see like your local critic or a national critic and what they had to say about the movie. And so they didn't have to do clickbait nonsense, race baiting. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't like, have to hire angry people. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have to hire people who are going to automatically claim something is propaganda or sexist or feminist or whatever they end up saying. Right. Because at the time, we all all they were doing was, is this a movie worth going to see? And that honestly should be all they're doing. Yeah. Is should you go spend your money? Based on my opinion of this movie. And then and that's throw it. your opinion in there, but also let people know. It's like, if you like this, watch this. Right. If you don't like this, probably don't go watch it. Yeah. Don't just, like, run off on this random tangent about how, like, Tarzan is racist and sexist. It's, you know? It's, yeah. It's yeah. a legit real thing. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the reason we started yeah. We started this whole thing. Because we, me and him were like, we want to do YouTube, we got to come up with a thing, and I, and I had mentioned to him that I had thought about reviewing reviewers, uh-huh. and I was like, the reason I want to do it is because I feel like critics have a responsibility to give you an idea of whether or not you should like the movie, and not whether or not the movie is good or bad. Right. right. Because there's movies that I love that people hate, mm-hmm. and then there's movie that I, movies that I hate that people love. Does it make it bad just because I don't like it? Right. Not really. No. So, I think that critics have gotten to the point where they don't even like movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, like, yeah, there's no one that seems like the, in this profession that at all enjoys a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like all this schooling has just made them these 
pretentious like <laughs> pricks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like the uh, it's 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 the thing me and him always talk about where there's a difference between uh, enjoying a movie or enjoying an achievement. Mm. And right. and I think that that's the most annoying part is like they'll look at a movie and be like, what did this do for society? What did this do for movies? And sometimes you just want to go see Power Rangers fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's I think the thing that happens now because there isn't like anyone who like even has credit i feel like you, there's not even a credential now to be a critic like it used to be like oh well cisco and eber they are well established uh, right. they have degrees in film and film analysis and like there's like an art to it when now it's just like well i didn't like it so the movie's garbage no right. one should ever like it well right. now uh, now it's just like you have 40 reviews on rotten tomatoes and now they've given you a super reviewer and then like the Chicago Tribune will pick you up because they like your writing. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like no education that goes to it, but it's like it looks like he'll ruffle some feathers. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's so funny because like the awards and stuff that are given out for movies are never the movie that everyone loved. It's always the movie that, that a, everyone that, can watch once. So everyone can watch once. It achieved something because of film or right. whatever your theory is. Right. Or it had something to do like with uh with race or, or sexuality or like identity or something that like yeah. really triggers everybody in the kind of way that needs to happen for like societal a great change. Example. Yeah. Moonlight's a great, I, it's a great movie. Uh, really, really well done. It's like an indie with budget, like so much thought went into every single frame of every single thing, but I'm good with watching it once. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great movie, but it's, it's one of those ones that would be really hard to watch for enjoyment a second time. And that's a situation where, it's like you watch Moonlight, right? And you're like, okay, uh, at, you know, these African-American people who live in a low-income low area, some of them are drug dealers and gangsters, and it involves a gay dude who's not sure about if he's okay with being gay. That's going to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. Like, I automatically right. knew. I was like, yeah, that's going to win. Meanwhile, Deadpool probably should have. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because everyone loved it. It was well received. Right. It was well made. And like you watch it over and over again. Like, right. why do we ignore those well, like, movies? Logan is another good one. It's like mm. it's 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 an achievement as well as a good movie, which is but rare. It's it's gonna be ignored. But I mean, like even like Star Wars, they're gonna give a nod to Mark Hamill, but he's not gonna win. Right. right. Um, which is really unfortunate, but they might like the last one. They might give a thing because that's a thing that they do as well. Yeah, but we're like, getting off track though. We're talking not about really, the Academy not really. No, we're just talking. Well, we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about the Academy Awards. But it, it, I guess it, it kind of like it lines together it, with like what critics it lines up with the think critics that they need to do. It yeah. lines up with the critics because right. when the critic is like, "This is the movie you need to go see. This is the achievement. This is the thing." Mm-hmm. It's usually in line with Academy Awards, with Golden Globes, and with the award ceremonies. Because what they look at is not did was this widely enjoyed? Did I sit down and have an entertaining time? Right. Like E.T. didn't win Best Picture. Like you know, yeah. he didn't win. Steven Spielberg didn't win Best Director until Schindler's List. That's weird, right? Like, wow, that's, isn't that strange? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, really. That's weird, right? Like wow. this doesn't make any sense. And it's because we don't celebrate something that you can sit down and enjoy. Right. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, another one. It'll never win. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have critics asking, why the hell do they keep making more of these about movies? Like, 
I don't like the Fast and the Furious series. I'm not a huge fan. I know that other people are. One of them sitting over there. Um, <laughs> but people are like, why the hell do they keep making these? Why do they keep making these things? It's like, they make so much money. Because they make so much money and everyone loves them. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, not weird. Star Wars beat them last year, yeah. but I think that was the only movie that beat them on on. Yeah, because it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. 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 But without without Star Wars, Fast and the Furious would have been the highest grossing movie. Well, I think, I think I, there might have been one other in between. I just failed sure. to remember. But well, I think that's an interesting interesting thing because like when I think critics kind of uh, tend to be biased towards um, just what it, what their personal preference is, which I think shouldn't right. be the role of the critic. But it should, what like, is their personal preference? You read their stuff, right? and you're like, what do you actually like? I haven't found a thing from you that you like. I like this old film that was shot in black and white and was made in 1842 before film. Uh, like, that's... Right. Well, I think your opinion should be... If you're a movie critic, I think when you insert your opinion, first of all, it should be clear that it's a, an opinion. Yes. And second of all, I think that you should go, I don't like this, and here is why, mm-hmm. but here is who will. Right. Because right. that's the biggest thing, is that, like, it, it, for me, like, a movie I hate, I don't like Titanic. And I will explain to you... Ooh, right? No. <laughs> I will explain to you why I don't like the movie Titanic... But I get it. I get why people love that movie. Yeah. And and they're not wrong. Right. That's the thing is that they're not wrong just because they like something. Mm-hmm. And tons of people like that movie. Yeah. And I can't – I'm probably the most wrong in that situation based on my opinion. But in all reality, like none of us are. Like any kind of art, like you could look at a picture and be like, that's ugly. And someone else would be like, that moved me. Right. Right. So, so you can't you can't write a whole review like that and do it in that way. And it, I think it's a clickbait thing. I think that they're trying to get people to read. But a lot of this stuff has started happening before clickbait was necessary. I don't know because there there was an increase in uh, television critics, yeah, and there was an increase in publication. It's uh, it, it, you know it's what true. I mean. So like you, you we but we, like we find stuff from like the 70s and the 80s where they do weird stuff certainly yeah. but it's not as bad it's obviously. not as bad and like you know at, at the time you know when we're looking up old reviews from like the 70s or whatever we'll find like this small amount of publications but as you move forward you end up with publications and there's like a hundred of them just from from the u.s and then you end up with blogs and and videos right. and, and like a million other things that people are writing their reviews on it's increased like a hundred times the amount it was in '75. I mean, it's you know? really made our job easy. Yes, <laughs> it definitely has. Like we have, we we definitely have our. They don't know it, but um, our we we have our nemeses or villains or whatever that was like. We almost don't even have to like read the review to know that we can use it. Yeah. Like if we can ever get a hold of something from like Joe Morgenstern from the Wall Street Journal or Rex, Rex Reed, Reed from the Observer or Amy Nicholson from MTV. Um, uh, there's uh, Those are three of the main ones those that we know that ones. they are going to throw out the stupidest stuff. <laughs> and, but do you and maybe have, not even talk about the movie yeah, yeah. during the whole review. Do you have reviewers that you go to? Um, I, and I assume they're usually on YouTube. They right? usually are. I would say for the most part um, if I am going to go to a reviewer, I almost always want to go after I've seen the movie myself. Right. So, like, if I see a movie, I want to go to Andre just because 
usually yeah. it's going to be a movie that he's going to review. And I want to know what his thoughts are because usually he his review isn't even really a review of it. He's just saying like, man, I really like this part. Here are some things that worked. Here are some things that didn't because yeah. – Well, he does I, the good, bad, and nerdy. Yeah, he does the good, bad, and nerdy. And I think that's just such that's a great. great format because yeah. it's – I think it's evened out. What because do you think of uh, Jeremy Johns? I actually really like some of his reviews just yeah. because I think that, again, it's after I see a movie because it's never before, which I think is right. how the movie critic kind of started. It's just like listen to the review before they get into right. it. But like I think I prefer just hearing the breakdowns and hearing what people notice that I didn't notice. Right. Because Jeremy Johns is definitely interesting. I like Chris Stuckman because Chris Stuckman he's I educated, yeah. but he's also kind of been – because he's on YouTube constantly kind of gets – the opportunity to get put in check as well. Yeah. He's not like he's also, he doesn't he can't private his Twitter. He mm-hmm. also you know? really likes movies. Yeah, he actually that's what, does. That's what I like about Chris Stuckman. Yeah. Like it, it, he's probably my favorite reviewer that we've found. Yeah. Um and that's the main reason is like he'll break it down and he'll talk about like film and shots and like well, he'll go lighting and he'll go yeah he'll go and like rewatch a movie and he's he's uh, I'm, I, I know yeah I can't think of it offhand but I know he's done like I was wrong yeah watching it later is like well, so did Siskel and Ebert Siskel and Ebert did that too which is great you have to respect Roger Ebert because his 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 love of movies never wavered yeah and even right. though he writes crazy stuff yeah his, his love of, review man yeah that, that was, was weird that was but weird but he loves movies yeah and, and the problem is is that like I feel like this is these are people who either used to love movies mm. or they just love writing. They just wanted to be a journalist and, and then they ended up getting stuck being a movie critic. Hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a big theory that I have to that. I, like, I do too. I don't I I think ninety percent of these people didn't want to become movie critics and then now now they're just tainted and or they wanted to write a movie or they wanted to do some sort of like creative writing thing that they right. never got to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that and, should be a requirement. Yeah. Make uh, make a movie, however good or bad. You've made a movie as a qualification to be a a, a legitimized movie critic, yeah. mm-hmm. not just how many reviews you have on Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, or you created your own WordPress site. Well, I think even just having a love of movies, you can you can critique, but again, yeah. like we were saying, you have to do it in such a way that's respectful to the people who would like it and to the people who made it. Right. And that's one of the big things is we've had, we've had critics find us and uh, some have been cool and some have definitely not been cool. Most um, of them can't take Most criticism. of them can't, can't take criticism. Which is really funny if you think about it. It's, yeah. it's very ironic that they can't take criticism about something. And we're criticizing one person. They're criticizing hundreds, hundreds of people. And the putting in Every, everywhere of from the director all the way down to the caterer, they're insulting yeah. basically. Right. You know, of these people who all came together and made this thing. Yeah, yeah. they definitely are altruistic, high and mighty people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In general, I, I, we're, I'm total. There's there, just to clarify, I'm totally lumping people into a blanket statement. Sure. And I understand that, but um, it's just an easier way to make a point than being like, well, you know, all these different people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, that's one of the things that we kind of, I mean, it's kind of the reason why we started this podcast. A, um, because I want an excuse to look back at old movies that I don't uh, get, to, that I remember from my childhood or even see older movies that I just missed out on. And also just because like we love movies and we love watching movies and talking about movies. And I think that like, 
I, and we have a segment at the end of our reviews where we give people a re- we always give a reason to recommend the movie whether we liked it or not right. because I think that there is something to be taken away from like every movie because we we kind of hold I want to say that like Ryan Conley said this like literally every single movie is a miracle like mm-hmm. everyone like even like uh, even Terry, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas <laughs> even <laughs> Kirk Cameron saving Christmas <laughs> um, and like because like uh, Lost in La Mancha is like a movie that we saw when we were in college yeah, together yeah, yeah. and we were just like everything just went against this guy who just wants to make a movie right. about um, Don Don Quixote it's, it's, I, it's finished yeah, I know we, we just heard yeah. that it's, yeah. it's finally finished. And How long, when did they start filming that? The, like Seven, the seventies or early eighties? I would say the early nineties or mid nineties. Was it? Was it? I felt like it's been so long. Yeah, I, it, it feels like, like twenty been, years yeah. at least. It, I guess the nineties is twenty years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forget that that's how time <laughs> works. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this: uh, Is there any? Has there been a movie uh, critic or movie review that like? got you to see a movie or something that like is because i feel like that's kind of what the critics roles were back in the day like i remember i went back uh i was in goodness like middle school i like read a movie review for uh the sixth sense or something like that wait that can't be right timeline wise uh i just remember like reading a new year review in a movie or in a newspaper and being like, oh, wow, I really want to see this movie. It sounds super interesting. And then, like, we went out and decided to go see a movie. And uh, and I think that that, because, I, I, like, I can't point to a single review, like, nowadays that right. would do that. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't think, think of, of even back then. I mean, like, if, if anything, um, the thing that's helped me or, like, made me question whether or not I want to go see a movie is like just the online um, web scrapers like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Mm-hmm. It makes you question it, but it also has kind of hurt the film industry at the same time because it's like, for example, The Mummy, the new mm-hmm. one that came out with Tom Cruise. It was perfectly fine. It was, uh, it, it had its it had its camp, it had some action, it was a lot, it was more action than what people kind of thought and stuff like that, but critics started dogging on it and people are just uh, people are bandwagon. They see that critics don't like it. So um, even though or I, I think it's like a forty or fifty by audiences, but if critics would would be more biased and are not are not biased, but um, if they would be more like open to looking at a movie, and I th- I think audience score would have easily jumped up to probably like a, 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 a sixty. Mm-hmm. You know, because that would be where I would put it. Like uh, looking at it objectively, it wasn't a horrible movie. It's not the best in the world. I found it very fascinating, but I also understood the fact that they're decided to spend one movie to try to set up an entire universe instead of constantly trying to do it, and they mm-hmm. took a risk doing it. But it more or less ironed itself out. Yeah, um, I, I would say I usually uh, even even when it was in newspapers, like when you looked up movies. Uh, they would give a brief synopsis, and now you can go get the synopsis on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, or whatever. You get some sort of synopsis, right? Uh, unless it's a trailer that shows you too much, like most, yeah. like most of the Transformers like every, and yeah, DC. We, we've already seen the movie, yeah. and it hasn't even come. Yeah. out He is Terminator Genesis, beginning the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, so um, obviously not to not not to that extent, but like uh, an example would be uh, there's a movie called Rubber. The way that we went and saw Rubber, me and my friends, is we were looking up movies that were playing in a thing, and the synopsis for the movie, which if no one's ever seen it, is basically about a uh, a tire that comes to life and has like psychokinetic powers and starts killing things, um, and and like literally a car tire 
Like that's yeah. what it's about. Just rolls and, around. And we were like, synopsis is enough. And we went and saw the movie and right. I and we loved it. We were like, this is such a good movie, you know? Usually the review, even back then, would be something I look at afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot it, it would usually be like word of mouth or reading a synopsis or seeing a trailer that would be enough to get me to go because I'd never really liked someone else kind of making a decision for me. Hmm. And I would say that's a pretty large majority of people. Unless they're like the occasional moviegoers is like, okay, I need to pick a good one. Let's find out. But I also, it it seems like a lot of critics are starting to get hired on to go against the popular um, thing so that they get some web traffic. They get this. Because people are watching, uh, most people I'm assuming are watching it after they are looking it up after they watch the movie. It's like, well, I disagree with that. I'm going to click on that and look, it's, I'm getting served 40 billion ads before I even can read. I mean, that's just how, that's just how news goes, though. You know what it's I mean? the same thing. It's like, like, like if, if kids are making slime and playing with slime, the, the next second you're going to have like a Tonight at 11 thing. Is on the news sli- is, is are your children eating slime and is it making them have sex you know or whatever <laughs> right. like no that's, that's, that's not more that's at not, 11 that's not local news that's wall street journal that's what i'm i'm not even talking about local news like i'm talking yeah. it'll be like dateline right or or you know it'll be something on nbc or and that's fox where, and, or whatever well, that's you know? where movie reviews are going too and yeah like i said earlier it makes our job much easier yeah when you go into a movie you can go in with the wrong intention yeah and that's the thing that annoys me the most. Like, if you go see The Expendables expecting Lawrence of Arabia, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an absolute and utter idiot. Why right. would you do that? Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's one of those things where I think this is Ryan Conley as well. Just like the, the school of thought that there are like there, there are movies and there are films like films are supposed to be like this. Art is supposed to be something that is meant to be like interpreted in a certain way. And it's it's not meant to just be. Like just Lawrence so- solely, yeah. It's not just meant to be solely entertainment, right? And I think that, like, be- when it became more and more of a, I guess, more and more of a business, like it started, it just became two separate thoughts. And I think right. that people who will expect every movie to be a film, yeah, um, or expect okay. a film to be a movie, vice versa. I think that that's that's why what I consider the greatest movies ever made. To be because there's you have film and then you uh-huh. have just like sheer entertainment. Mm-hmm. Right. I consider the greatest movies ever made to be the ones that are in the middle. Yeah, like Wizard of Oz is an amazing movie because you can break it down as an amazing, poignant, interesting, creative achievement of a film. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy entertaining. Absolutely, you yeah. can watch it and have like not pick it apart and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when you reach this kind of like higher level that they should be talking about. But the higher level that critics are usually talking about is the one that goes all the way to film, where it's like like Birdman, which some people loved, some people didn't. Either way, and I consider it an achievement. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that it, you don't sit there and I'm like, oh, I'm so entertained by this. Right. No, I mean, most a, people didn't see it, right? <laughs> because yeah. they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you, um, I mean, like, I enjoyed Birdman from a film perspective, of course, which is a very small majority of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like just watching. It's like oh, that's where they. That's how they made that tradition. Uh, that that transition because the whole movie is made to look like it's one shot. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, so it's like watching like that and how they did that. It's like well, when they go in this and then they come up, they did this cool thing, um, and it's it, it's it's a great achievement. But man, I will sit down and watch Deadpool or Logan any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, Birdman's like 
give me two years. In all reality, the responsibility is should you, especially with how expensive movies are, I mean, it's different when you're spending a nickel and staying in the movie theater for 12 hours yeah. because that's how movies used to work. Mm -hmm. But now you're spending 15 bucks just to go to a movie for one person. I mean, a movie date's, what, $40 now if you get popcorn? Unless you catch matinee at Cinemark. Yeah, unless, yeah. Right. unless you catch a matinee. 50 a ticket in California yeah. at Cinemark, unless, unless you do that, <laughs> like, it's going to be really expensive. So you have a responsibility as your job because mm -hmm. it is your job to go should you go spend that exuberant amount of money and watch that in a the theater mm -hmm. because now with streaming and things like that and with the amount of movies that come out at a time because there used to be a lot less with that with that happening you have a ton of choices and you have to make a decision and so they should help you with that decision right? yeah you know what I mean it's not just like Try to elicit an emotional response for no reason. There's right. no there's no end game to like making you angry in their review. Right. Right. I mean, like when when a food channel or something like that or a food blog or something is like, you know, here's the here's like ten places you should try that have great burgers in your city. Mm -hmm. They're just going. We tried these and they're good and they're good for this reason. They put this on it and this in it and whatever. Yeah. Like they explain the dish and you can decide for yourself if that's the one you want to go to. Right. And we should be treating movies the same. Well, way. It, uh, uh, to put into uh, the. Follow with that analogy, like movie critics are like a vegan trying to rape a steakhouse. Yeah, that's true. You know, it that that's that is very, not a, that's, not a bad point at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think they don't understand, but they had their they have their heads shoved so far up of any orifice that they choose <laughs> uh, to um, that they they think they know everything. Yeah. Uh -huh. And once again, let me clarify, I'm blanket statementing for a point. Of course. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this to kind of wrap, wrap up the conversation. What do you think um, just makes a good movie review? Just uh, like good, a good movie review is um, not in this particular order, but giving information of enough of what the movie's about without spoiling it. Who are the type of people that should go see it? Who are the type of people that should consider not seeing it? Um, and have their opinion that clearly states their opinion. Yeah, and I agree. I think I think I like when uh, I like when movie reviewers come up with their own system, like their own kind of, for lack of a better term, rating system or reviewing system that gives you good points, that gives you bad points. Uh, that gives you things that they thought worked, things they thought didn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, like, really explains the type of people that would enjoy it. Like, like a lot of times that like there'll be a. Sometimes the systems get, get a little too complicated. Yeah. We saw one guy on YouTube who was just like using different characters for his rating system of, of each thing, and you're like, dude, <laughs> I can't remember which character's good and which character's bad. I have no idea. Right. So sometimes well, was, it goes a but little. But there was one guy. Yeah, that um, one guy. That one. Um, he he had five different sections that he would give like the rating for the plot, the rating for the acting, the rating for the CG, the rating for the story. You know, like he and he took all those like get individual things and add them all up, and it was like this is what you get out of my point score. Uh, yeah, based you know? on like what I feel about the movie. So right. I think if you come up with some sort of system that isn't just a blanket, this sucked one star. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can give us an idea of going to see it or not, because I mean. You know, just as a last kind of example of, of a movie that we saw, we were very surprised because one of the examples that we give all the time when we're trying to explain 
this concept to people is Medea movies. Yeah. Generally, a Medea movie is not targeted toward me and him. Right. Like, we're not usually the demographic, right? So, we went and saw a Medea movie. The Halloween one. The Halloween mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And although it's not something I'm running out to go see, we laughed. It was yeah. funny. And we had no idea it was going to be funny. I had no idea how much dialogue could be said in seven seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it was, it, was, it was very funny, very well done, and perfect for the, the demographic that was in the crowd. Right. I mean, we were laughing, but everyone, everyone. around us was dying. They were dying. And right. I'm like, this movie has its place. For the for in this world, for people who are gonna enjoy it, I mean, Tyler Perry's made so much money. He has his own film studio. Yeah, and then you and then you and, and then we we yeah. looked up reviews, and all the reviews are he's the worst director ever. He can't act for crap. Like his characters are stupid. It's not funny at all. And you're like, yeah. and well, we were I was just in a full theater. Yeah, we're like we're just in a full theater of a sold out showing of this thing. Everyone's dying laughing, and two guys who have never seen a Medea movie and didn't want to go and only went to go went to it so we could make a video. We were laughing. Hypothetical theory in question that I just thought of. Um, critics usually go watch the movie in pre-screenings with other critics who just bitch and moan. Oh, yeah. What if they couldn't and they had to watch it with audiences? It would probably be a very different thing. Like, they just had to watch it the day it came out with everybody else. Would that change it? There is something about that feeling of... Yeah, uh, if you're hanging around with a uh, a bunch of people, you eventually start thinking and acting like them collectively. Like, everybody kind of changes into this form. Also, there's that feeling also that there's that feeling of excitement or like you laugh more when you're around other people who are laughing. No, it's more fun to watch things with people. Well, even just recently watching Wonder Woman, like you you can feel everyone's excitement before it even started. So you're like, I'm ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the problem. We should end on that point because that's a really, really good point. I like that. (laughs) That's awesome. So thank you guys again so much for having this conversation. Um, Where can the lovely audience find you guys on the um, internet shouting from mountaintops usually works the best <laughs> broke back mountaintops yes <laughs> I haven't seen the movie don't know if I like it don't know if you like it alright uh, boss level 8 is the name B-O-S-S-L-E-V-E-L and then the number 8, eight which is twitter handle instagram you can find us slash youtube that way uh, facebook if we have it it's that yeah, yeah. And uh, and we have we have two shows on the channel. One's called Everybody Hates, and one's called Critique the Critics. And yeah, all we basically do basically the same thing. All we do is both, make fun of critics. Both yeah. are my favorites, and, and they their new one, um, Everybody Hates. I I cry laughing every single time. <laughs> um, it's basically movie reviews of people hating movies that almost everyone universally kind of loves, and it's great. So definitely check them out. Uh, you can find them in the show notes below. And uh, let us know what you think about movie critics on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. Uh, and also leave us a review. Leave us a review <laughs> of this review talking about movie reviews and movie critics. This would love on just if you were to give us a rating on a scale of SpongeBob <laughs> to Superman. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, would you, what would you rate this review? Uh, I'd give it a Madonna. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's pretty solid. <laughs> I like how you jumped to a real-life person. <laughs> Madonna. It was it's just as confusing as everything else we talked about. And she's so bigger than life that she might not actually be real. Right. Yeah. We don't know. So be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. 